We call him one of the Sendit twins, as in a prior episode, he said, I'm really Sendit Jr. Let's face it, Chad is Sendit Sr. So you're talking about a guy that he's certainly not a loose cannon. It just means that he's willing to throw a lot of stuff out there and try new things. And that's why I thought it'd be interesting, of all the stuff he tried last year, what did he decide is worth doing a better job of focusing on in 2023? Welcome to Extreme Acts Cutting the Curve podcast where we cut your learning curve with insights you can apply immediately to your farming operation. This episode is presented by Loveland Products. When it comes to crop inputs, you need products that are field proven to deliver both results and value. For more than 50 years, Loveland Products has been providing farmers with high-performance, value-driven product solutions designed to maximize productivity on every acre. Visit lovelandproducts.com to see how their innovative products can help you farm more profitably. And now, here's your host, Damian Mason. Well, hey there. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Extreme Ag's Cutting the Curve. We're talking to my buddy Temple Rhodes. He's out in Centerville, Maryland. He's always a wealth of information. And I like the fact he's an open book. So we're talking, we're recording this right now in uh, spring of 23. And I said, Temple, what's your focus? What what thing are you going to devote energy and more devotion to in 2023? Because of all the stuff you did last year, you decided there's a big opportunity for returns on this because that's really what we're talking about it's it's not like you were letting you know everything fall through the cracks last year it's just that you discovered one thing you're like you know what i think there's a real opportunity to focus more on this and get a bigger return what's that one thing so for us out here you know we've had numerous really really good years um but according to a lot of forecasts you know and and learning what i've learned in extreme ag you know Kelly talked about it last year and it made out, he made out really good with it. Um, so his focus was on stress mitigation. And according to forecast for our region, we could be the hottest, driest that we've been in 50 or 60 years. Could be. That doesn't mean that it is going to be. That could also mean that we just stem a lot of thunderstorms and it could actually be a great year. I don't want to take any focus away from high yield because I'm not going to take focus away from high yield but we're going to focus on a couple different things we're going to turn down the population a little bit and let that let that field breathe a little bit so we're going to we've turned down the population but the other thing that we're going to do is we're going to rely a little bit more on stress mitigation I mean I'm when I talk about stress mitigation I'm talking about from the beginning to the end I'm talking about a PGR in furrow that would stimulate more root growth. I'm talking about um, making sure that my plants are in extreme balance all the way through because there's no bigger stress reliever or mitigation than making sure that you have a balanced plant. Um, we're going to focus on that. And every tank load that we go out there, I am going to focus on heat stress, drought stress, because I think that's what might be coming. But that's kind of some of our key points. And we're going to take that to the next level. So what's interesting is, so your focus, your focus kind of got uh, dialed in. You weren't doing a bad job before, but you said, all right, when I challenge you, what's your focus in 2023? You said, my focus getting dialed in here because of these weather predictions of pretty dire heat and dry situation in your part of the world. Uh, first off, 
that just happened most everywhere west of the Mississippi last year. And so yep. a lot of those guys probably are wishing that they had made a focus. And then some people say, well, what the hell are you going to do? You can't change the weather. If it's going to be hot and dry, it's going to be hot and dry. No, you already did. Let's start with population decreasing. You backed off on population and there's going to be someone says he's going to look like a dum-dum if uh, he has a great year of weather and he doesn't have the plants out there. Respond. So for every 10,000 plants, you know, like let's say, you know, 29,000, you know, that it's potential you can make 290 bushel, right? Mm -hmm. For 30,000, you can make 300 bushel. So the potential is still there. I'm not talking about dramatic um, decreases. I went from my average stands are probably 32 to 33,000. I dropped them down to 29.5 because I feel like that they can breathe better. Now, I'm not going to drop it all the way down to 22 or 24,000. Yeah, right, right. I'm obviously not going to do that. You backed off by a neat roughly 10 percent you rough backly backed off by roughly 10 percent. Right. back off on soybeans by 10 percent i backed off on soybeans a little bit not not quite as much maybe five to seven percent i didn't go quite as far on them um but we did it on corn because we really are worried about if, if we are going to get that kind of heat you know matt miles got extreme heat he got the hottest yeah. summer last year that he had that they had in arkansas in 50 years yeah so learning from him and learning from Kelly going through a drought stress up there, I think that we can plug and play and put some of these things into place and we can get some serious results. from. So a focus, for, so when we're calling this episode Temple's Focus 23, somebody might be saying, well, what doesn't do me any good? I mean, I'm already, I'm already full tilt into this year. No, in 2024, you can decide what you're going to focus on based on what you saw in 2023. But the heck of it is, it ain't too late to change. If, the, if you're listening to this episode in May, you can still start focusing on something by June of a of a crop year and still make a difference. I would think if you if you have to if you have to make an adjustment, you'll make an adjustment, right? That's right. So I'll make an adjustment. I'm not saying that I'm pulling back. I mean, we we're going to pull back some things, but we're going to. We're, what we're going to do is we're going to focus on you can save a lot of money and you can have some stress mitigation in there, but you also can save some of this stuff for the end. So if you get a rain event, you can make another pass because you know, you're going to make it to the, to the next point, you know, so you can add that in later. I'm not talking about, you know, pull, pull the reins completely back. I'm just saying baby steps and some of the things that we're doing, you know, with, some of the different, you know, accomplished max, you know, all these different things, it, they are stress mitigation tools and being able to utilize them, trying to force some of that stuff into the plant, we're going to do a better job, you know, from the beginning to the end, you know, we're going to stress on um, in furrow grow better roots we're going to put a little more phosphorus into there roots make you know energy we're going to we're going to drive some energy in there we're going to stimulate these things and then we're going to continue that we're going to continue that that ride and I'm, i don't think that i'll decrease yield no. i think that i'm going to increase yield but i think that in a bad scenario i'll be able to save a little bit of money and still obtain a decent yield 
So answer this, when we said Temple's focus 2023 is about stress mitigation as it was for Kelly last year, it's really more than that. You're you're looking at, you're, you're, I'm trying to get my hands around what you would say your focus is. Uh, we both struggle, you and I focusing sometimes. Is it stress mitigation yeah. or is it weather or is it weather adaptation? I think it's, let's call it this. My my focus is is to build a factory that can withstand a tornado. Mm-hmm. You know, so let's think about it like that. Like from the beginning to the end, I'm going to keep making it stronger so we can withstand a tornado. That's right, so, my focus. So the, fo- the focus is a, str- a, a, a plant so strong it can just, it's a fortress. Building a plant that's, that's a right. fortress. So plant, that's I'm going right. to down Temple's Focus 23, building a fortress of a plant. There you go. All right. So you're, to, to accomplish that, uh, you decrease population based on the year you were concerned about. And then you started putting products in furrow, in the ditches, your Senate twin calls it. Uh, yep. Those are PGRs, plant growth regulators, as well as uh, stress mitigation products? That's right. So we're going to do the same thing with foliar. So when we make each one of those foliar passes, if we're not on there too much stress, we're going to add some of these other stuff, you know. So we may use some foliars with a PGR. But sometimes you got to be very careful when we're talking about stress mitigation. You use the wrong PGR at the wrong time when you're under stress, you can call adverse, you can have an adverse reaction. So again, being careful of some of those things, knowing what your weather is, knowing what your future weather is looking at the temperature of the day, you know, you don't want to put on, like, let's go all the way out to reproduction. So in our reproductive periods, you don't want to put on certain PGRs in a reproduction period because you're going to stimulate and basically kick that plant in the ass, mm-hmm. you know, for lack of better terms and make it go, well, it's going to drive all of its energy into that plant in the go, 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 go. Well, when you don't have any water, it can have a bad reaction. So again, being careful of that. So it is, it's weather related. It's going to be all these things. It's a big focus point. When you said temple, you said the word balanced, the words balanced plants. Kelly talks about balanced soils. Uh, Chad talks a lot about, you know, micronutrients that we never really realized how valuable they were. I mean, I can go through the whole discussion about these kinds of things. But I haven't heard about balanced plants. What do you mean a balanced plant that's getting the right so, uptake? That is doing is what's the, what's why would it be imbalanced? So an imbalanced plant. Go back to what we've talked about before. You know, like if I have cold, wet soil when my plant emerges at the very early stages yeah. and it's lacking in phosphorus and manganese and magnesium, um, that's an imbalanced plant. So I'm going to try to fix all those things, be proactive, not reactive. So I'm trying to get in front of those trigger points, not behind them. So that's what I'm trying to say is there's certain points, like let's also use like, there's a bell curve when you want to talk about potassium. 
So potassium is taken up through the plant all along the season, but there's a huge uptake for that thing when it gets into the reproduction um, because it's driving that into the, yep. the, the kernel, right? So we know that that curve is coming. So I'm going to try to balance that before it starts to make that curve downward. I'm going to use that trigger point and go in there and put something in there. So I'm going to focus a little more on that. What you mean when you say balanced plant, we kind of just, we had our panel at Commodity Classic with Nature's. We, we had a big thing about targeting periods of influence, meaning putting the right amount of nutrient in to that plant right before it's going to need it. And that's kind of what you're talking about. A balanced plant means it didn't get deficient. You, you got, you got, you took care of it before it got deficient. Is that kind of the right? So if you, so that's exactly right. So if you can have a balanced plant where it is a strong plant, it can figure all that out and then it has some stress that it's going to go through. It can get through the stress a lot easier than it can if you were sick. You know, you're not going to run a marathon, Damien, if you're sick. Mm -hmm. If you're sick and you don't feel well, you're not going to race well. But yep. if you are balanced, you're going to race well. All right. You decrease population at planting by as much as 10%. You're putting stress mitigation products in at time of, of planting. You're also putting in plant growth regulators. Then you're coming over the top somewhere, uh, uh, what, f six weeks after it emerges, somewhere in that time frame? Or so, yeah, v V3, V4, when we make our herbicide treatment, we'll put a PGR in there. Um, if the weather allows us, and then we're going to put a bunch of products in there that I know from my last year's tissue samples that I need. I kind of know what I need there. Um, we're going to go back and we're going to try to wake the wake it up again around V4 to V6 when we do our side dress treatment yep. um, or a wide drop treatment. We're going to front load a bunch of stuff into there to try to get it through. So we're going to try to get ahead of it, of when that plant needs something. We're going to jump ahead of it. So we're going to we're going to spend a little bit more time on that because a healthy plant can get through stress way better than one that is an unhealthy plant. Yeah, that's that's a big thing right there. So within that fortress, for, fortress of a plant as a focus for you in 2023, you didn't mention fertilizer. You didn't mention bulk fertilizer. Same thing we always talk about. Uh, your herbicide program, you don't have a concern about that. So that, I mean, no. in other words making this a focus didn't require you going to the shed and redoing everything. It involved you really tweaking a little bit of stuff at planting time and a little bit of stuff yep. at first or second treatment. Is that it? Yeah. Well, and, and then according to the year, you know, if we end up getting some thunderstorms and we start getting some weather and the plants are healthy and they look good, we'll start to put, we'll move more into the end, you yep. know, and we'll continue to keep this up to go right on through but if we get to a period where there's just no fighting it like if it's extreme drought there's not calling for anything in the future you know i'm not going to make an application of something of a big micronutrient load or a big fertilizer load obviously if we're under extreme stress of heat yeah. and drought and that's so basically is that just because you're saying I, this is kind of what we thought was coming, and now there's no reason to throw good money after bad. This this crop this yep. crop's about as good as it's going to get. Yep, it's one of those. It's, it's a decision making that you're going to be making in the office, yeah. not in the field. And, and you're going to be making it based on weather come what sometime in early August. Yep, August. Yeah, yep. and so That's you're right. looking at it and you're saying, 
if I go over here one more time, it's a $48 pass or whatever that should be. And I don't think there's going to be $48 of return on it because I think there's not adequate temperature or, or uh, moisture. That's exactly right. And then if you don't turn dry and hot, and the neighbors think, ah, then I'm gonna, then I'm gonna turn up, then I'm gonna turn up the heat. I can turn up the heat. That's the beautiful thing about this fertility that we're putting on, whether it's a foliar or we can come back in at a wide drop. We can add where we want to add, yeah. and we can bring that. We can bring all that up. I'm not saying I'm gonna take away its its meal. I'm not gonna take away its meal. Yeah. I'm just gonna do a better job of watching what I can and can't do. Yeah, because that's the thing. Uh, you know, you can you can actually really uh, send it and and probably make up for some of this if it turns out that your your weather conditions merit it. But you can't make up for that population. And then there's going to be somebody down there that says, "Well, you see, you'd have done even better if you had a bunch more plants out there." But that may not be true. You you might be that's, right that's, on the population. That's not necessarily true because you know I've done some some trials. And from 27,000 up to 31,000, there's really not a lot of difference in there because a lot of these varieties out here nowadays, they've had a huge amount of flex. Mm -hmm. And when I mean flex, I'm talking about that ear can flex and can, can bring that, that yield up. So I'm not scared of that at all. Now, obviously my irrigated uh, corn, I'm not going to treat like that. You know, I'm going to keep that the same population yeah, right. because I can control some of that weather um, as, as well, far as the rainfall goes. Well, look at what Kelly did and, and uh, the other guys are doing it now and they're changing their populations on soybeans. You you backing off on soybean population, you might say, all I did was save a little bit of money on seed and I'm going to continue to back off on soybean population, whether predictions or not. Yeah. And I've done that and I've done that before. You know, I mean, the best beans that I've ever grown were grown at 67,000 plants per acre. So I, I I do know that I can, we can back way down on that. And you want to talk about a plant that can really branch out and breathe and you can really singulate those plants. Yeah, right. You know, if you're going to plant 145,000, it's pretty hard to singulate that plant. But if, at 67,000, you can singulate that one. What was your, by the way, what was your reduced, you reduced your soybean population to what? What was the number this year on average? So my, my GSP, you know, what I usually plant, I'm somewhere on a 15 inch row. I'm somewhere between 115 to 120 ish. My, my, what I'm planning, not, it's not my final stand, but that's my, my planning. Um, and we dropped it down. I'm 100 to 105 and i'm hoping for a final stand of the 85 90 ish because it seems like that is usually the sweet spot in my soil type that i can consistently hit good yields and it still can it can still fight that drought you know we need right. to cover up that ground but yet those plants need to breathe out there just like the cornfields do temples focused 2023 building a fortress of a plant based on he got motivated to do this based on the weather prediction he thought was coming being very trying hot dry especially mid to end of season so uh, we'll see if that matters but what we might find out is that weather be damned uh he might have just done a lot of things that are going to probably become grower standard practice and that's kind of what i'm hearing here that some of these things might be the thing to do uh anyway it could be, or I could be making a mistake. And if I make a mistake, I've still learned something, right? 
Yeah, but also you you can like you said you can probably make up for some of this if it turns out you get a couple months down the road you can actually still recover just by a few new treatments. That's the best part of this being your focus. That's right. Yeah. You know, the focus really is about spoon feeding the entire crop from the beginning to the end. And if I need to pull back at some period, I can. If I need to go forward, sometimes I can. Big advantage to not having all that stuff out there preseason like we used to do, because then if you have a bad season, you're screwed and and uh, sunk yeah. cost sunk cost, right? Uh, exactly. We've talked a lot about spoon feeding nutrients, and and Temple was there when we were at Commodity Classic on our panel. Um, his name is Temple Road, Centerville, Maryland. He's got a field day coming up August 22nd, and you can go there if you're in the area. It's going to be uh, with one of our business partners, AgroLiquid, and a couple of other business partners of Temple's are going to be there, and I'm going to be there. So uh, if you want to show up, we would love to have you. Uh, we also have webinars. You know, the first Thursday of every month, we have a webinar for Extreme Ag members. If you're not a member, it's very, very low cost to become a member. You get access to information that non-paying members do not get. And so for 750 bucks, you can be a part of the monthly webinars. And you can also get direct access to the guys for in-person questions to help you uh, up your farming game. I want to remind you that uh, we talked a lot about stress mitigation uh, remember, a plate full of food fed to an unhealthy person who can't eat it is a waste of nutrition. Apply that same concept to your crops. If your plants are stressed, if they're sick, if they're unable to uptake nutrients, throwing more plates of food at them will not help. That's why products like Accomplish Max put in furrow for stress mitigation can help you have healthier plants. Visit lovelandproducts.com to learn more. Thanks for being here, Mr. Tim. Thank you, buddy. All right, till next time. Damian Mason, Temple Roads, coming at you from Extreme Ag's Cutting the Curve. That's a wrap for this episode of Extreme Ag's Cutting the Curve. But there is plenty more available by visiting extremeag.farm. For over 50 years, farmers have turned to the proven lineup of crop inputs offered by Loveland Products. From seed treatments, plant nutrition, adjuvant, and crop protection products, Loveland has the complete lineup to keep your farming operation productive and most importantly, profitable. Check out lovelandproducts.com to learn more.